Coming to you live from Planet Squanch. From here on out, everything we say is contextual. So squanch your way down to Squanch Dimensional RSS, the Squanch Fischl Rick and Morty Squanch Cast. Squanch, 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 squanch. How dare you open the show like that, Brandon? <laughs> How dare you say such tr- terrible things? Squanch. Uh, welcome, everybody. Hi, I'm Travis. Hello, I'm Brandon. Uh, welcome to another episode of Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick Morty podcast. So happy you could join us for right. our season finale, I guess. I mean, this it's not like our season finale, no. but it is a season finale episode. So that's like an exciting thing. That, that's right. right. That's right. We have we have to keep going after this. Uh, season two gets to stop. <laughs> season two gets to take a break. Yeah, this is our last uh, review show, I guess. I mean, we are literally out of episodes to talk about. Uh, Brandon, stop adjusting your camera uh, just- <laughs> on the first time we ever go live as as we uh, uh, produce this show live on Twitch. So if anybody is watching on Twitch, thank you for hanging out with us. Um, and uh, yeah, we have a bunch of ways that you can get a hold of us. If this is your first time listening to the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod. Head over to Rick and Morty Podcast.reddit.com. That's our subreddit. Or uh, you can follow along with this show occasionally over on Rick and Morty.reddit.com, the official Rick and Morty subreddit. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram for some daily no context Rick and Morty posts at Rick and Morty Podcast, uh, Facebook.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast. And you can send us an email at Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Finally, finally, if you want to support the show in a financial manner, head over to <laughs> patreon.com slash Rick and Morty pod. That's all the that's all the formalities out of the way. <laughs> you know, I, I keep forgetting to put this inside our, our show template. But also, if if you want to go to a website and you said, you know what, I like this show, but I would really like to go to a website for it. <laughs> Then make sure you help our SEO out and go to Google and type in rickandmortypod.com and head there for links yeah, to you what get, you're listening you to. You get all these podcasts know. Know on a web page <laughs> instead of like, you know, Apple Podcasts or however you listen to us. Yeah, I'm, and I'm very, I'm very proud of it. So <laughs> I, know, I know today you, you asked me to do a Google search of like Rick and Morty pod. <laughs> Just to see how well the SEO was doing. And I got to say, it's doing pretty good. Primo. You know, uh, there's so many people that are like, what's an SEO? Why do we, (laughs) why do we care about about, this? About a month ago, it was, I was not even joking. It was like four pages down in the search results. So, you know, do your due diligence and you're crushing it, Brandon. You're doing so good. I'm just going to spend the next hour just making you feel so happy about yourself and your SEO skills. Yeah. That, or we could talk about semi-pertinent news. Is that is that my cue? <laughs> Sixty-nine episodes, Brandon. You, you were, know what to do. You, <laughs> you, were, you didn't sound excited about it. it was just semi-pertinent news. Uh, semi-pertinent news. That, oh shit! I messed it up. See, you weren't excited. And it threw me off. Now I have no. Now I have no music for it. Semi-pertinent news. Semi. I I can't do the music now because. My one song per episode limit uh, would would be exceeded if I if I did more than one. Well, I, you, uh, you did you did part of mine, so I'll do I'll do part yeah, of yours. And we'll yeah, it's out. you know, share and share alike. Uh, all right, this week on semi pertinent news and share alike. 
what did you do last weekend, Brandon? Oh, Tell us hey. a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, well, so last last weekend there was a a first time comic convention out in Lakeland. I think I don't know. It has Lakeland. It has lake in the name of the city. There's a lake in it somewhere. I don't know if it's like Lake View or Lake Villa or or whatever. Uh, but there's a lot of lakes in this town. Uh, maybe it's called Lake. Is there town. a thousand lakes? Is it the land of a Ooh. thousand lakes? No, 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 no. Land of lakes. Land oh. o lakes is is up north slightly. Uh, they make butter there. What? Land of lakes butter. Yeah, that... that, that's where they make the butter. Oh, good. Okay. On the, you'll find out more on our official <laughs> Land of Lakes Butter <laughs> podcast on Twitter and iTunes, Twitter um, and things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, the uh, Central Florida Comic Con. Uh, they had, it was, it was fairly small. It was, it was first time show and, but there's, there's a lot of people there. Uh, so it could bode well for the future for this, but that's not really the point. Uh, the point is a, a certain wonderful person, a Miss Sarah Richard, uh, was, was there. She had a booth. And if you don't know who that is, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to tell you, um, this Sarah Richard, <laughs> she does, she does a bunch of, um, fantastic artwork and covers for, uh, such comics as My Little Pony and uh, some Dungeons and Dragons and Rick and Morty. So, yeah, I got uh, some. Oh. I, I, I put, oh, I, I was putting some up on the screen, but yeah, yeah you got me, got yeah. me beat, Brandon. Uh, so I, I, sat, I sat down with her and I did, we, we, we chatted, we went to the, the foyer. Um, I, I led her down a, a kind of abandoned portion of the building so that was kind of this, this I was sounds like, grossly inappropriate i was like trust me i'm i'm an okay kind of guy hi you know, random stranger from the internet uh <laughs> mind following me down this secluded like portion of the convention studio? well the the key was uh i brought my seven-year-old with me to to meet her at first and so i was like see it's fine and then look i brought a child with me it's, we, it's totally cool when we did the interview then uh he wasn't around because he was spending time with one of my friends. So for all she knew, she's like, he stole a kid just to get an interview with me. <laughs> um, and maybe that's why she gave me the interview because she was she was uh, proud of my gusto. Um, anyway, yeah. so so I, I sat down with her about 15 minutes. I, I talked to her about her art, about uh, how she got into doing covers for Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons. And she did uh, covers for Sarah uh, with um, for Lil Poopy Superstar as well. Uh, cover for Pocket uh, Pocket Like You Stole It, the Pocket Morty's comic tie in. And uh, she's just really great to talk to. And uh we're going to play the interview on the actual podcast. So if you are listening to the actual podcast and you're not one of the three people uh, watching <laughs> us on Twitch, then uh, go there and, and have a listen. It's a good interview. Yeah. Listen here. So listen to this interview with Sarah Richard right now. Okay. Uh, I'm here with Sarah Richard. Uh, and I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, your uh, your art, your covers, and specifically, I mean, we'll talk about the Rick and Morty uh, right. stuff eventually. But uh, so, how are you today? I'm very good. How good. are you? <laughs> I, I, I'm very good as well. I'm probably just gonna sniffle through this whole thing. So sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. And that's this is actually the interview. The, cool. This was it. Yeah. Super easy. Sweet. <laughs> um, so I wanted I wanted to ask. 
Uh, your your art, I'm I'm super impressed by it. Thank you. Uh, it's it's really cool, Thanks. especially for someone who can't draw my way out of a paper bag, okay. which I guess technically isn't a thing. But um, could be. <laughs> Anything's possible. Uh, should make a cartoon. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, so so how did you how did you get started? Was that was that something that was like uh, doing doing comic art or uh, just, or Rick and Morty? Let's 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 talk about uh, yeah comic art. Comic art. Comic yeah. art. Well, let's see. Um, <laughs> so uh, right out of college, I went to go work at Hasbro. Um, oh. I was a sculptor there for a little bit um, back in. God, how long ago was that? It's going on 10 years, I think, close to that. Um, but uh, while I was doing that, I started doing like small conventions in New Hampshire, where I'm from. Uh, and uh, my rep, uh, Bob Shaw, who does like Comic Art House, uh, he saw my work and he's like, this kid's got some cool crap she's doing. <laughs> so uh, that was that was forever ago. Um, and just started doing more and more conventions. And the more you get your art out there, you know, like editors walk around. And yeah. So just by being present and trying to keep producing art, um, just, you know, I get noticed after a bit. So, uh, yeah, so I started working on My Little Pony covers for a while. So that really helps kind of like solidify um, what I do. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just like Rick and Morty kind of came through knowing some editors from there, who yeah. knew editors over at, uh, at Oni. It's cool. <laughs> so it's kind of a snowballing effect of uh, just trying to be around and annoy people. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> <for> work. <laughs> that, that's that's really cool. It's something I, I didn't uh, consider from uh, being going to cons. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm I'm stupid. I should have realized that. Like, oh, this is just a great way to to, to network right. and, and start. Well, yeah, because like you can have a lot of a lot of stuff online. It really helps when somebody can see your art and get to know know you as well. So right. you know, like you could. You know, be pretty lucky and have stuff like reblogged and retweeted, but it really helps to talk to somebody and not show that you're a crazy person in the, in the wrong way, I guess. Right, right, or they could be like, oh, yeah. you're a crazy person right. in person. Yeah, I like you crazy, here's some money, make a cover kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the goal. <laughs> Uh, the, the the Zen Monkey Studios, he does he does shirts and yeah. licensed stuff. Uh, like that's kind of the same way they got into the business yep. with doing the official merchandise. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, somebody who's walking around like, hey, we know Justin Roiland. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool. Like, and, and it's kind of this weird like psychological game that you got to play, and you've always got to look who's around, and you have to. I know for for San Diego Comic Con, for example, I was looking at people's badges, uh -huh. and if you're lucky, they're not flipped around, but if they're flipped the right way, you can see who people are working for. Right. And then if you're like. Oh shit! Like, can I, can I swear? <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, strike. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, no, you can. Out of here. Um, so you know, like uh, somebody was walking by who uh, was from Bento Box Entertainment, who okay. had uh, Bob's Burgers comics for a while, and had like a Tina picture. So I like scoped out their tag as they were walking down the aisle and just kind of quickly flipped <laughs> to the Tina one, and they're like, oh, and I'm like, weird. Like, what a Whoa, coincidence. That's, that's crazy. Oh, oh, you guys work on Bob's Burgers? <laughs> Man, I would love to work on Bob's Burgers, and then you just kind of like charm their pants off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so is, is that is so that kind of that strategic. Yeah. Uh, oh, you have to be positioning on it. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you, I mean, if you're serious about really anything, if you're serious about getting better and, and trying to get you know work, like you just have to be on all the time. Yeah. Regardless of hangovers and being sick and. Right. I know. I know all that. All those things. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, that doesn't apply to today. No. 
not but in sometimes the least it as an example. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what, what was the, the first cover you did for, for Rick and Morty? Was it? Uh... That was shoot, and that was a, a little poopy superstar. Yes. Poopy buttholes, Sarah, like Sarah Grayley. My favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I did, uh, yeah, a cover for that, um, which was super fun because it's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. So that was pretty great. So, uh, summer or Mr. Poopy Butthole? Mr. Poopy Butthole, okay. yeah. I mean, summer's cool, too. Summer's but all right. It was kind of weird, like, <laughs> talking back and forth to an editor, like, legitimately for work, writing out Mr. Poopy Butthole <laughs> in the subject and throughout the text and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, um, But, yeah, so that one was really fun. Um, and that was kind of, you know, it's it's hard whenever you do a cover for the first time. You feel like you're being tried out. And so it's like, just put everything you can into it. Right. Make it pretty awesome. and. I guess I did okay. And I, <laughs> so I did a, a Pocket Like You Stole It um, cover oh, after that yeah. with like a bunch of uh, the Mortys and based off of the game and everything, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I played for a little bit. So it was really fun <laughs> to put all my favorite Mortys in there. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to fit in Unicorn Morty though, who's like oh. my, my favorite, favorite one. But I did get to do a lot of the weird like Goopy and like Skeleton Ghost Oh, yeah, 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 like, like XO9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and so it was kind of fun too to do like the little uh, chip from uh, the game too. It's, uh, oh, yeah. it's a subtle Bowie reference too. It's the TVC 15 or TVC. It's one weird Bowie song. I'm handing in my spaceman. That's yes. <laughs> it's a really obscure. It's super. You wouldn't like understand. <laughs> so that was kind of fun to put in there. Um, but yeah, so huh. in the uh, Dungeons and Dragons one, yes. kind of popped up. And those ones they wanted me to do four covers, but just scheduling wise, I, I'm like, well, I can definitely do one, and yeah. I definitely want to do that. And I'm like, I can be talked into doing another one if I get to do an owl bear. And they're like, yeah, yeah, Great. <laughs> cool. All right. So yeah, yeah. So so you uh, you so you did issue, you did a variant for issue three. Yeah, one right. and three. Okay, one. Yeah, so okay. one has like the mind flayer, and it's like a Rick's face. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that that's that's issue one. Yeah, okay. so that's one, and then the owl bear is three. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I would have just like <laughs> sucked it up and done all all four of them, but it was. Uh, but, those ponies, Hind, you know, <laughs> they, unrelenting. Hindsight, <laughs> yeah. hind time. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, this is a side question, not related sure. to Rick and Morty. <laughs> so you, you said Owlbear, you're excited to do Owlbear. Yeah. Do you play Do you play d and I played one time in college, <laughs> and it was so much fun. And yeah. I just haven't found anybody who plays now that I know well enough to, like, jump into any yeah, campaigns like, or anything. Yeah, we like, hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm not really sure what I'm doing, but, like, <laughs> but it's cool. Like, I remember... In college, it was when I was like in my super anime phase, and uh -huh. I'm like, I'm gonna have a gay vampire, and he's gonna <laughs> like hook up with all your characters, and yeah. he's also gonna be half like fox demon and half whale or something. It was just like yeah. I, I was going nuts with it, and everybody just kind of indulged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> but uh, like, it's just some of the I, I was I went to art school, so yeah. we were all just like making up creatures and everything and we came up with a uh, skipper jelly bean who's like this giant crab monster my friend like drew this whole scene of him coming yeah. up over this hillside in front of the moon and it's just like oh, i want to play that again and, yeah. and just know what i'm doing <laughs> it would yeah. be kind of cool that's 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 the thing like it's a lot there, there's so many there's so many rules <laughs> yeah. right and there's and, a lot going on and uh like my uh travis and i we we started like we just started playing yeah. like this last summer cool. uh and like DMing, like uh, how do uh, it's so hard. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to keep track of. Uh, like imp improv, like yeah. it's just ad lib. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you walk into a 
Magic missile. <laughs> That's all I just. And you're writing it. Yeah, you're writing yeah. the missile. Yeah, yeah. And you're taking it to to Pulver. Roll four. Fall off the missile. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I want to get more into it. And then I think there's like comics coming out that like Joe Mandianello. Mandianello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super into it. So yep. he's got like his character into the comics and stuff. So. Huh. Yeah, that would be kind of neat. So I'm like a true blood nerd, so it's like, yeah. that'd be kind of neat to do something for Halsey. <laughs> I, I, I know, uh, 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 interview stuff aside, uh, the uh, mall? Sarah Small, she, uh, if you watch Daredevil. I watched the first season. Okay, so uh, so yeah. the, the, the female, yeah. uh, Karen Page. Okay. I guess she's a big D&D person. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. So, even Stephen Colbert is like a big D&D person oh, is he? too, I think. I think there's like this whole like nerd out that Kevin like... <laughs> You know, it's we shouldn't worry about like the stone cutters or the yeah. or the masons. Yeah, stone cutters, the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we shouldn't worry about the masons yeah, yeah. or you know the Illuminati. Yeah, it's the D and D folks. Clever and they're scheming and they roll <laughs> dice. Uh, Reckless, leaving it up to chance. Yes, you know, that's how our shifting. that is how our country is run. <laughs> that's right. Off the D twenty. Yeah. Um, Rolled a couple not D twenty. <laughs> Another thing. <laughs> Uh, so, so you're a, so you're a fan of the show? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the, not the podcast. Just uh, going throw to that, the... Just throw that. Actually, I'm holding back my nerding out right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I listen to a ton of podcasts, so I'm yep. definitely going to put you guys on my. Don't my... don't feel don't feel pressured because oh, I'm no. looking at you and your eyes, like in my eyebrows <laughs> going down. <laughs> I'm signing a paper that says like must listen to. <laughs> must listen. You want to be on this? Yeah. Uh, put in the time. <laughs> Uh, what what is uh what, what, how did you get into the, watching the show? Uh, I had a friend show me the Meeseeks episode, and because I'd like heard about it, and I was hanging out, and uh, he's like, "There's this there's a show Rick and Morty." I'm yeah. Like, all right, I've heard of it. It was like you know the first season. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Meeseeks episode, like I, I laughed the entire time, and like you know just doing the whole look at me like for like a week you know? yeah. like, I probably should watch more of the show so <laughs> yeah I kind of just binged it after that the whole, like snowflake one or snowball yeah yeah that was we, another one we, we, we've, we get a question every once in a while yeah. like oh what 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 episode do you recommend people will get started on yeah, yeah. and me six is me the one that we all really always... solid episode yeah yeah because yeah. it's 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 not pilot. It's not closer to the pilot, right. and it starts establishing yeah. the the craziness that yeah. is this, this universe. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that one a lot, and yeah, definitely uh, the uh, yeah snowball, snowflake, brain. Yeah, and then of course like Pickle Rick when that one came out, that was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, totally blanket. And yeah, Mr. Creepy Butthole and anything. That whole episode was fantastic. He's the best. He's he's amazing. <laughs> he's just like a little spirit animal that everybody should just embrace. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so I imagine when you got the call for a Little Poopy Superstar, you're yeah. like, oh, yes! hell yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was pretty great. Yeah, yeah. All the chickens I've sacrificed for that <laughs> <laughs> did not die in vain. <laughs> yeah. um, so so I know I know you 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 do a lot of covers, but do you uh, do you are the any other things with, with comics? Do you do, do, you do paneling? Yeah. That's probably a different skill um, it, set. It, 
it's only because like all my covers are done traditionally. Um, so I'm starting to learn some digital now just oh, okay. for speed and then also to do interiors. So I've done a couple short stories, um, nothing more. Well, well, I just had a book come out with, with Franco through Action Lab and that one's uh, um, 48 pages. <laughs> um, and that one's fully hand painted. So it took me a year to do, which wow. is not conducive to a time schedule for yeah. having to do interiors for comics. Um, so that's where I'm hoping like learning digital will help me do more interior work. Yeah. But I've done like short stories and like parts of stories that need to look kind of like crazy swirly or whatever <laughs> uh, for like Bob's Burgers, uh, My Little Pony, um, and uh, just like a couple anthology stuff here and there. So it, it just takes me so long to, to hand paint an interior yeah. and then it's hard to get some of those like crisp lines and stuff. So a lot of editing and Photoshop and it um, it works better for covers what, what I do works better for covers yeah. um, right now so, so yeah. do you, uh, you do all the hand painting yeah it's uh, all acrylic and then, <laughs> and then, and then you t uh, so so once once you finish a, a, yeah. a painting yeah uh, how do you what, what's the next step of that oh uh, well, so I'm, I was, I'm, I'm ignorant no no process, it's cool so. Uh, it's uh, so I paint it and I've just got a really big scanner um, like okay. a big 11 by 17 scanner um, oh. and then yeah just scan it in do any like kind of tweaking um, there's any weird paint stuff going on sometimes if you, if you scan a, a piece in and there's a raised bit of paint on it uh, it'll just turn gray like it's pressed against the glass so oh. you gotta go in and then like fix all that yeah. but it's kind of hard you know like what you it's hard to really tweak too much when it's fully painted, so mm -hmm. you just kind of have to be sure that's what you're happy with when you when you scan it in. Right. Um, but yeah, I scan it in like 300 to 600 dpi and just send that off to the to the editor. So that's great. Um, it just takes a stupid long extra step instead of just doing it digitally. <laughs> like like that that part is like okay well yeah. Uh, but I imagine. It takes so long to, to paint the actual painting, yeah, yeah. and the scanning maybe takes a, a scanning's day. Scanning's not bad. Actually, the scanning's really quick. It's it's just like half an hour to get it oh. all like in and cleaned up and resized and, and everything. And, and to but, me, almost, that would be like, oh, this is the most inconvenient part of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my least favorite part. <laughs> that and starting something. Yeah. But, uh, but no, it's cool, because then you have like an actual piece of art afterwards. So yeah. we're like digital. I'm, I'm going to start on my first hopefully mostly digital cover for an upcoming My Little Pony cover. Okay. Um, I'm like scared to death of it, but I know it's going to be helpful, but I'm just not going to have like that original piece after. So, right, right. Which, you know, I can sell or Cause, keep or whatever. Because that's just, it's changing how you've done everything. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's outside of your comfort zone. Exactly. It's weird. I feel like I'm, like I still want to keep my style and I feel like I'm trying to fake it. <laughs> figure out which buttons will fake it enough to make it look like something I've painted. But, you know, it's nice to be able to travel like to a show and still be able to work. I'd have to wait till I got home. And um, if I do too many conventions and I'm super far behind on everything, yeah, so I've got yeah, yeah. all my paints at home. I've got my little workspace. I've got my podcast. I got my tea slash wine. Yep. It's like, <laughs> it's, you got your little cubby. So now it's also going to be getting used to working wherever, yeah. you know, and just being able to focus on and make, making sure you don't get notifications. <laughs> yeah, like all yeah, of like exactly. uh, uh, swipe, swipe, yeah, swipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. <laughs> um, all right, well uh, I don't wanna I don't wanna keep you but, Yeah, it's all good. Uh, how can how can people find find your work? Yeah, uh, so uh, sararichard.com, S-A-R-A-R-I-C-H-A-R-D. Uh, that's my portfolio site. That's everything on there. My upcoming appearances for conventions. Um, and <laughs> squeeze. 
Uh, See, they're so excited. I know. They're so excited to get the link. I'm so finally. jaded. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, what? <laughs> but um, but I also have like uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Where you know, Instagram, I'm, I'm mostly. I use the most. Can't talk today. I use Instagram the most. It's the non-hangover um, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. Yeah. <laughs> hurts. Hurts. Delta. Uh, damn you. I wish I had sunglasses for my ears. Um, but uh, yeah, I also have a Patreon too, and all those are linked on my uh, website. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yes. Well, well, well thank, 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 thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that was a great. That was a great interview, wasn't it? It was a little oh, loud. Man. It, I, yeah, you know, there are a lot of kids in the background um, speaking of, <laughs> and uh, I, I, know, I swear running they, amok, perhaps they were getting louder out of spite. I, I, I almost, <laughs> they, I, they were intentionally sabotaging your interview yeah. interview. Uh, so she really, she's really fun to talk to. And I think uh, I reached out to her again afterwards and I said, Hey, the audio, it was, it was decent, but if you'd like to come on and we can talk to you some more. We'd love to have you on the show. So she said yes, of course, because I mean, come on, I'm un- unassuming so and non-threatening. So polite. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we should probably hold her to that, Brandon, because after this episode, we are desperate for content. So mm. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's have her and and many other people on the podcast uh, as interviews until season four begins. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, but I, I hit yeah. A, I hit a Brian too. So. Uh, he's he's willing to come back on. Which which Ryan? Brian Jordan. Newton. Oh, Brian. Yeah, our okay. friend of the show. Friend of the show. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I didn't know if it was the other friend of the show, Ryan. Elder. Oh, oh, you didn't hear the buh. I'm trying. I didn't hear. I missed the buh. I'm working on my plosives. Brandon. <laughs> uh, all right. Big big thanks to Sarah Richard for uh, taking some time uh, to talk to Brandon. And uh, yeah, hope hopefully you enjoyed that interview. Unless you're on Twitch. And then you didn't hear it. Uh, okay. Uh, next up is a big announcement for uh, fans of the show who love Pocket Mortys. Uh, we have a brand new uh, Symbiote Studios Morty of the Month uh, to give away. So head over to Twitter and uh, go retweet those posted tweets uh, for this week's or this month's Morty of the Month, which is Brandon. Which one is it? Oh, this 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 month's Morty of the Month is brought to you. Well, it's brought to you by Symbiote Studios, but it is Survivalist Morty. Oh, Yay. the sur- Survivalist Morty figuring out how to make it through a post-apocalyptic Fallout <laughs> seventy six world. Yeah, he's, he's just uh, one great. of the things I really like about this uh, super gruff Morty of the Month is uh his little backpack his morty backpack (laughs) yeah uh it's real solid uh and i gotta say like symbiote studios doesn't go halfway with the uh with like the the little add-on plushies and stuff yeah like i have the the crazy cat morty uh from them and those cats those individual cats are quality though they're magnetic so like they like stick to his hands or come right off. But, oh, uh, that's so yeah, good stuff. Uh, yeah, so go check out uh, that Morty of the month, and then all their other uh, super cool plushes that they have uh, over at Symbiote Studios. Mm-hmm. And make sure you're following us on Twitter and you retweet uh, the pinned tweet for this episode, which will have details about how you can win 
uh, that new Morty. Those sweet, sweet deets. Sweet, sweet deets. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, finally, uh, the last sub-segment uh, of semi-pertinent news. It is time for the Dan Harmon Social Media Minute. Dan Harmon Social Media Minute. When you only have a minute, you rip off Brandon's old song about social media minutes. <laughs> no, the, the great thing about that is that you are able, you know, you probably actually sound more in tune than I ever did. On <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how that could be possible. <laughs> uh, what, what, all right. What do we got this week? Uh, so uh, as we all know, Dan only really uses Instagram anymore. He's, uh, he actually talked about uh, being off Twitter again on a recent uh, Harmontown and how he feels like completely out of the loop about a lot of what's going on. Uh, but I love his Instagram because it gives him an opportunity to be super creative and, uh, you know, create little videos and animations and things like that. And recently in the last couple of weeks, uh, I don't know if he like downloaded it for the first time or he just started like using it again, but he got really into like the clips app, yeah. which is uh, it's an, it's made by Apple and it never really caught on. Like for me, I never really got into it, but it's a, it's an app that lets you create little videos and it does automatic um, like text to speech or sorry, flip that, reverse it oh, uh, yeah, yeah, speech yeah. to text. So like the things you're saying uh, will show up on the screen. Uh, and so he's testing out a few of those over the last couple of weeks and he dropped a sweet new track uh, about <laughs> his um, hygiene practices and his fiance Cody Heller's uh, hygiene practices. And uh, Brandon, if you have that audio queued up, we'll just go ahead and play it uh, uh, for uh, the listeners now. All right. All right. Let's let's see if I if I can get this if I can get this right. of trouble but my finger took a tumble and it accidentally slipped inside me i got soap in my ass cody heller tiny bean likes the tookies somewhat clean so put a digit near the rim but forgot that digit was also thin she got that penetration and out the door she racing to pitch her television shows and Netflix don't know she got soap in ass so good so good usually I only wash the butt oh, yeah, that, that's it. and it just that's loops it, it just it loops, just loops. Oh, uh, I could have had it queued up for forever just looping it <laughs> yeah just loop it uh so yeah so that that is definitely the social media post of the week yeah heck um yeah. netflix don't know you know uh i i want to i want to say uh, a shout out to our old friend sire dark uh over over in our discord he's the one who actually he uh, <laughs> before i knew this was a thing uh travis travis knew his thing uh sire dark is like hey you gotta you gotta do the social media uh, the dan Harmon social media minute <laughs> The DHSMM. Yeah, it's a hot uh, new track. Soap in, soap in my ass. And yeah. I was like, got it. You gotta, you gotta do this. You gotta do this for old sire. Well, you asked me if I knew about 
the the new Dan Harmon song or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Hot I, new track. You you asked me if if I had listened to the song that Sire Dark had posted, and I was like, oh, I haven't listened to it yet. And now I realized what it was. I was like, oh yes, I have definitely watched <laughs> this clip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, I get, you know, I get in so many notifications for him doing stuff. And then I, uh, I'm like, uh, I'm driving. I don't want to die. You know, I like, I like Harmon, but I, I don't want to die. Yeah. No, nobody, nobody. <laughs> nobody does. I mean, some people want anyway, anyway, moving on. Uh, all right. That's it for semi-pertinent news. Uh, and, and it is now time for the reason you probably started listening to the podcast in the first place. It's time for the main thing. It's the main thing, and we're going to talk about the episode. I had it. There's something going on there. There was something there. There was something there. You know, my brain. You know how my brain is, Travis. Yeah. Yeah, that brain of yours. Big brain. Big brain. Big brain, no way. All right, everybody. It is time for... Uh, our final episode rewatch until they make new episodes. Episode two ten, <laughs> Wedding Squanchers. Wedding Squanchers, writ- written by Tom Kaufman, directed by Wes Archer. Originally aired October fourth, twenty fifteen. Uh, it's it's a classic, Brandon. It's a real classic app. Classic, classic. And let's let's go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> if you want, if you want, <laughs> do you want do you want to read the episode synopsis for this? Heck one? heck yeah, bro! Uh, here we go. Courtesy of wherever you got this. Things go ham in this one, bro. They all done must up this time. The whole family must up, bro. <laughs> uh yes, they did. And uh, first, I guess discussion point uh, is uh, normally we'd break it up in a plots and b plots, but. There's no, there's no B plot, bruh. Everyone's together, it's, man. Uh, it's everybody's together. It's, uh, it's a rare episode where you can't <laughs> split it in two and take them one chunk at a time. That's right. Uh, and that, that, that is fairly, I would say, fairly unique, right? Because we, you, know, we, we go through season one and we go through season two, and we do so much subtle complaining about sometimes when the B plot doesn't work or when the A plot is just a glorified B plot. Right. Um, and so to have, have an episode that is just from start to finish the whole, the whole shebang, it's like, a, it's almost like a, uh, you know, oceans 11 <laughs> somehow. I guess. I don't know. I guess. There's just I don't know. Characters. This episode, this episode <laughs> is really great because it starts off, uh, somewhat unassumingly at the breakfast table as so many Rick and Morty episodes, uh, do. And, it uh, it pulls together a, a storyline that we have been getting bits and pieces of uh, throughout season two and even going back as far as into season one uh, with uh, Tammy showing up, showing up at that party, meeting bird person at the end of season one. And then we get to check in with them again about halfway through season two. And now we come to find out there's an invitation from a floating space meatball, uh, <laughs> inviting them to the the wedding of Bird Person and Tammy. And though Rick really doesn't want to go, he accidentally ships Jerry uh, as as like a wedding present. And so <laughs> yeah. and so now they have to go to the wedding, and then hilarity ensues. Hilar- so much hilarity. Um, it's a it's just a very heartfelt episode. 
just heartwarming i i would say uh i mean where where, where do we where do you even want to want to start with it right like i mean the, the the plot is straightforward they they go they go to bird person's wedding and uh tammy ends up being a huge asshole and <laughs> yeah yeah is, exactly is, is a narc is a space narc <laughs> um yep so it's it's every, it's everything else in in between that i i kind of just want to explore and um I guess that's the first and, and, and there's some big setup in this. There's there's some big implications for season three in this. Um, but one of the things that uh I think was most interesting to me about this episode is um the backstory that we don't really get into about Rick's past and his history with bird person and squanchy and things like that. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a point where uh, Rick's like getting drunk at a bar and Morty's like, why aren't you excited for, for bird person's big day? And Rick's like bird person's big day was at blood Ridge on glap flaps, third moon. And, <laughs> and, and he's talking about like when they were uh, terrorists basically. And, um, uh, bird person when he has that like one-sided conversation with Beth uh, he 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 is talking all about how like 17 people that are there are like wanted by the Galactic Federation and you know they've done terrible things uh, in the name of freedom and stuff so like it's uh, it's really interesting because they give you little pieces of it but you don't get the full story and and it really I don't know about you, but it really want, wanted left me wanting more and wanting to know like what that was all about. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was left. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I was left wanting also to know more about that. Um, and I, I think, I think it, it was interesting in the off season between season two and season three, right when they're doing, uh, they're doing all that Instagram stuff and they, they had the, the website before season three started where, yeah, yeah. yeah. The like galactic Federation website and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We even, we did an episode on the battle of blood Ridge, right? Uh, be- yeah. Cool. Cause they, they added little bits of information about it and like, uh, like testimonials from galactic Federation members <laughs> like that, that survived it or things like that. Yeah. 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 And I, I think they, they was like showing advertisements on, on earth for alien stuff. Um, yeah. but, uh, I, I thought that was all cool. And I will say, and this is a very, a small, very small critique, um, just with them not really alluding to any of this stuff before, there's like all of a sudden, oh yeah, we're by the way, we're all uh, intergalactic um outlaws. Like terrorist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh that that was Well and it, I mean yes and no. I, I would say there's probably been mention of Rick being wanted by the Federation. There's there's been obvious obviously with the, the Council of Ricks, he's he's not well liked there. Um but I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess yeah. you're right. Like it's it, it it certainly hasn't been a major part of his backstory or in any other episode where it's, but it's also something he's like sort of hidden, right? Like it's something he's not, yeah, very forthcoming well, with. Yeah, I and I, I for this I have to go all the way back to the pilot episode when they're when they're going through internet intergalactic customs, and uh, obviously there's a bunch of Gronfalmites there, 
and yeah. and no yeah. and that's true nobody blinks an eye about it so uh, all the way back then and of, of course i don't think they planned this arc that far back no they had it all planned from the beginning brandon <laughs> okay you okay. know it okay damon lindelof um and carlton Cuse. if we're going the yeah. whole lost thing yeah dual um, credit anyway the point is if there was a small critique on it i would say that it was just a little like oh by the way let's set up the end of this episode just with this little uh one-sided conversation with beth one-sided conversation with bird person like talking to a brick wall <laughs> and I, I i love that moment aside aside from the implications for later in the episode i love that moment of beth having such a like a personal um i won't say petty but like a small scale problem versus what bird person is saying with like such a it affects so many countless lives yeah yeah uh, exactly and just spans planets and planets and she's like yeah must have been fun but it, spending time with your my dad but did he ever happen to mention his daughter during any of that <laughs> yeah uh, yeah very i, I don't yeah I, th- I thought that was really interesting and i um obviously it it plays a bigger role in the episode as as it goes on and during the reception we find out that Tammy is in fact a deep cover secret agent for the Federation and she has been uh, doing all this to uh, access this group and bring them all together so that they could be arrested. And there's a huge sabotage and Federation uh, Gronflamites show up and there's a, there's a, there's a fight (laughs) and Squanchy goes like all Squanchy on it. Mega. (laughs) um but yeah like it's it's an interesting twist but like i don't know part of it sucks because you you're watching it and you're like oh like bird person became a fan favorite and so for them to kill him off in this episode you're like oh gosh that's that sucks (laughs) and then squanchy like his fate is unknown because he goes all you know hulked out squanch and it's time to squatch and uh, <laughs> and yeah and so and we really i mean other than phoenix person in in the season three premiere uh we don't hear back from these guys uh at all going forward so it's um i don't know like what do you what do you think about the fate of some of these characters uh well you know i i think this this ties into uh, a a listener thought that that we had um okay which was but daniel green uh at usually unhappy friend of ours uh he, he so he wrote uh, incl- to try to include dynamics of squanchy bird person and rick's friendship going to season four he personally thinks squanchy is alive and we'll see him in this season uh yeah uh no no body no death right that's yeah, that's the line yeah. right so uh, so the fact that we never see him die. We don't really see how that situation unfolds with Squanchy. I've always sort of held the the belief that Squanchy's alive yeah. and that we will see him again. Yeah. So when we're talking about the, the future of the, of these characters, um, obviously Phoenix person is around. Uh, Rick is, he's not dead so far as I, I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, nobody, no death 
uh, we we thought Bird Person was dead going into season three, and in the the end credits, obviously he, he showed back up. So yeah, Squanchy's not dead. I, there's a, there's a moment in this episode that is kind of a throwaway gag, much like the other throwaway gags throughout the episode. And I say, mm-hmm. uh, like the talking to a brick wall, but really, like that was a setup for a gag, but it was also the setup to be like the Federation is after these these people, right? Yeah, yeah. Throwaway gag, but but meaningful. Uh, if we're if we're doing theory crafting, there's a small joke in there when Rick is giving a speech talking about Bird Person being his best friend, and Squanchy throws his Rick's BFF <laughs> bracelet, his BFF like metal bracelet, <laughs> like ID tag bracelet sort of thing, like yeah. out on <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and I I think. I don't know. I don't know if this if this be interesting. It could be interesting uh, for uh, Dominic uh, at TOTSM. uh, He wrote a question in there on Twitter as well about how does Tammy escape from Squanchy's foot? And you know, it's Squanch. We think Squanchy's alive. Everyone thinks Squanchy's alive. Uh, He may have felt betrayed by Rick, even for a small thing like, oh, no, bird person's my best friend, that maybe Squanchy made a deal. Who, who knows? And maybe, ooh, maybe we'll see Squanchy ooh. become a bad guy. And if we're, then if it's like bird person and it's Squanchy both against Rick and it's these, it's these core people who are supposed to be best friends, and now, you know, there's, there's conflict there. Could be good conflict there is, going forward. There is. I mean, Squanchy also sacrifices himself for Rick and his family. So I think he's just trying to earn that bracelet back, is really what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'm just saying we're theory crap. <laughs> we're theory. All right. Uh so yeah, I um I guess I mean if you want to break the episode into two parts, it's not really an A and B plot, but there are two I mean, there is the wedding half of the episode, and then there is the you know fugitive sort of part of the episode where uh rick and and the smith family uh escape the wedding in a worm spaceship and uh they go looking for a a place to to start fresh because they can't go back to earth uh and they have three viable planets uh (laughs) that they can choose from uh and and they go check out each and every one uh so there is there's the one with the uh, cobs. There's the one with the cobs. Uh, which there is a there's a another tote tot SM, maybe? Totes yeah. SM? Tote. It's Dominic. Dominic. Tote Dom. Dom. Tote Tote Dom. he asks, uh, are there strawberry cob repercussions? Um that, that's I, that's paraphrase. That's paraphrase. Okay. Uh, because because Summer Summer eats some uh, strawberry on the cob. <laughs> She's the only one to yeah, ingest yeah. anything. Yeah. So I I don't know that there's actual repercussions, but um, I I, I don't know why everything being on a cob is bad. <laughs> uh, but I do like how much Rick freaks out when he realizes everything's on the cob. Everything's on the cob. Come on. Uh, so, so yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. I, 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 whenever I hear that line, I, I think, okay, I'm trying to justify or rationalize something that is, is a joke, um, which, uh, 
will probably get me yelled at by yep. Ridley. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, when, when Rick looks at the molecular structure of the cobs <laughs> and, and, the, and the molecular structure is a cob, I, I, I started thinking about, like, oxygen. And, like, oh, these oxygen molecules are in a cob. And how is that going to affect, like, your lungs? Like, people get allergies all the time from yeah. s- seasonal stuff, you know? what what strange effects maybe rick has has a history maybe maybe that's what they were fighting over in in the blood ridge <laughs> blood ridge was the potential of everything being on a cop yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. who who knows either way it's a it's a it's a sketchy situation you don't want to you don't want to be around on them cops yeah you know it's 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 not the best way to go about it so then they leave that planet uh, and they go check out a planet that uh, at nighttime looks like it's just about perfect. Uh, but as the sun rises, uh, it starts screaming, uh, the <laughs> screaming sun planet, uh, which they, they sit around for a little while trying to decide, like, is it worth it? How long is um, a day? 42 hours. Four, 42 hours. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, lo- I love the screaming sun, like the image of it. It's become one of those uh sort of classic rick and morty images i have a pair of socks with the screaming suns yeah, on them. yeah dan, dan, uh, daniel showed us a picture of of the collector's edition of the soundtrack and it comes with a little record with that just plays that yes. sound just, oh shoot i just plays that now that i have sound. now that i have a record player i really want to get like that soundtrack on vinyl i have it so, do you want to you borrow it i know you have it you, i was with you when you got it <laughs> Um, uh, the, I used my discount coupon for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, all I got was like ten dollars worth of food. I got the they got the <laughs> shitty gift. Um, the the small planet. I want to talk about the small planet because that the joke of perspective and them just running into the the planet, and be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's my, well, my, I, th- I thought it was a lot further away than that. <laughs> um, it, the a bunch of time I've I've watched this episode. And they once they're once they're on the planet, and then you know they see how small it is, and they're walking around in circles. In the back of my head, I'm 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 sorry to say I'm stupid about this. I was like, "Where's the screaming sun? Why isn't it? Why isn't the screaming sun anywhere on this this small planet?" Because uh, as an issue of perspective, I was there was three planets. The first planet they ran into, like the ship was basically bigger than the planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously, Co- well, Cobb and and uh, Screaming Sun. It wasn't until I watched it the other day that I was like, oh, they went back to the small planet, but the spaceship was bigger than this. It it throws me off. There, I have yeah, yeah. Never, I said earlier, uh, I said they, I said earlier about the critiques. Like that's a that's a critique. Yeah, there's <laughs> I mean there's 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 the visual joke, and then there's like. Okay, we have to let them. We have to accomplish some story elements on this planet, so it needs to be a little bit bigger. of a certain size, a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 fact that like Morty can throw a frisbee all the way around <laughs> the planet. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know that that's accurate uh, based on its size, but you know, whatever. I mean, maybe he's got yeah, maybe yeah. he's got an arm. Maybe maybe he's been practicing his disc golf <laughs> and he's just he's crushing them them drives. Hell yeah! Uh, but yeah, so they they end up on this this tiny planet. And uh, a few things come out uh, while they're there. Uh, while Rick is on an expedition to the South Pole, uh, he he ends up hearing uh, after he crawls into an ice cave, 
that the family just really isn't happy there. And Jerry is trying to figure out why they wouldn't just um, ask to go home or ask to, to leave and things like that. And pretty much the whole family is like, we don't want to lose Rick. We don't want him to leave again. And, uh, and it really gets into that underlying fear from Beth, obviously, but even Morty and Summer of really not wanting to lose Rick as a member of the family. And, uh, and I sort of how much of Rick's stuff they put up with because they don't want him to leave. Yeah. Uh, and, and Jerry being like the, the one outlier in that of like, okay, I'd rather be home and comfortable <laughs> than have Rick around. Yeah. And, and, and I, I this, this one of those episodes where Jerry is not really that Jerry ish. Like he, there's not a lot that he's, that he does where I'm like, he's wrong in what he's saying or, or what he's doing. Like even his little arguments with Beth, uh, he's like, I will just got sent here in a giant space meatball. So yeah, cut me some, there's some some classic Jerryisms in this one that we can, that we can touch on in some, in favorite bits. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, there's some great Jerry stuff. (laughs) Um, so yeah, and then uh, of course you have you have the you have the finale sung to Nine Inch Nails Hurt, um, which cla- classic song. Um, it I try to think of upon multiple rewatches how m- how much melodrama I'm willing to 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 live with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like it's, it's like really effective when you first watch it and it's effective when you watch it multiple times but i guess it's like watching the notebook multiple times like eventually, <laughs> eventually like uh okay i see i see you're you're trying to elicit a emotional response out of me right um yeah. but it, it's a they do a good job of it can't can't fault them that yeah uh, yeah so uh i mean obviously like rick hears what they're thinking and decides that leaving is the best option. So that we get that emotional moment, but like, I don't know. Like, do you, do you think Rick was right in how he goes about that? Or like, what is your, I don't know. Obviously it all works out at some point, but like just that, that interaction with Morty right before he leaves always leaves me a little bit like frustrated. I don't know. Well, um, Okay, I I want to answer your question first, but answer this. Uh what why does it make you frustrated? What about it? What about that moment makes you frustrated? It's because Morty is is fully like he totally knows what Rick is doing. Like he he's like Rick, are you leaving? Like and and Rick's like I'm going to get ice cream. Like obviously I'd have to if I'm going to get ice cream, I can't stay here to do that. <laughs> and for starters, all right, if you're getting ice cream, you bring Morty. Like, you don't just go get ice cream by yourself. That's right. I say that, but I also ate ice cream by myself tonight in front of my kids <laughs> without giving it to them. And it's because they had cupcakes earlier, right? I'm not a monster. That, that, that's fine. I was eating some Sour Patch Kids licorice the other night, <laughs> and my kid was, like, sleeping. He's like, what the hell? I was like, no, I'm eating almonds. You don't like them. Yeah, yeah. Like, disgusting disgusting one crunches sour almonds. one does not he's, <laughs> he's just a kid he, he'll believe yeah. me uh but it's it's interesting because obviously rick 
decides to leave and turn himself in because it is the only way that really he can allow his family to go back home and have a better life. He does it for their sake, but it's, it's like his ego getting in the way and not just being like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to make not just even just like if he had said, I'm going to make it so that you can go home and then leave or something like if he had said anything to the extent of like trying to give them an idea that like he of why he's doing it or anything like that. But he like almost purposefully leaves that hanging so that it's not they don't know where he is. They don't know where he's going and they don't know like why. And I don't know. I just think he could have. He could have made things better by by doing that, but I don't, I know it's maybe part of this self destructive uh, aspect of Rick's personality that that kept kept him from doing that. Uh, yeah, I, I got I got you. Let me let me ask you the next question, Travis. The next question is uh, when you juxtapose this episode with uh, the opening of season three, the Rick Shank redemption, and in the in the very end of that where he he says this is all to become the patriarch of the family to get, and get rid of, <laughs> and get rid of Jerry. Right. Yeah. Do you, do you consider that when you're watching this episode, do you, do you consider that he looking at his actions in the season two finale, the lens of he's planning on dethroning Jerry and, and escaping off the bat. I suppose that does first it makes it one of the most rickest things you could do. <laughs> but if you really do think about it from that perspective, knowing what happens in the season three premiere, that he's sitting under that house where Jerry is basically saying we should leave Rick or we should turn Rick in. Then if like in that moment when he's huddled by the core of the tiny planet, for him to be like, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to go turn myself in <laughs> and destroy these two other entities all and then come back home all as, as an elaborate plot to get rid of Jerry. Well, I guess I guess then it makes sense. Then those decisions <laughs> make a lot more sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I guess you have a really good point. Yeah, <laughs> I just it's it's it, watching it again when he's in the core of the planet and he's just listening as we're watching it, as we're watching season two, the finale uh, when it's airing and we see that. And then the way they, they frame it, it's like, oh, he's making a sacrifice for his family. Oh, that's great. But then season three happens. If you go back and you that moment where the writers are saying it's the family he's sacrificing for the family but in that yeah. same conversation jerry's like i'm an asshole and we should turn him in why you why do you yeah. even care about him uh that well and obviously even when he does the the call to the galactic federation he's like <laughs> my name's jerry smith yes and i like sucking big what well, i don't remember Jerry yeah testicle <laughs> <laughs> okay thanks for that information uh but yeah so um it, it ends on a very somber note mm -hmm. uh for the most part with uh rick being processed into this galactic prison uh that final shot with him strapped to that i don't know 
it's not a cell it's like a it's, i don't know the stocks the the sci-fi it's, stocks it's like a minority report thing without yeah getting what are you in for everything, everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it ends on like a really kind of dark note, uh, which you know is is definitely different from how season one ended. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then luckily we get the post credit, the the poopy post credits uh, with <laughs> with Mister Poopy Butthole, uh, where where he comes. <laughs> he uh he just you know checking in with us uh remember me uh yeah i'm still recovering from that gunshot (laughs) there he (laughs) is is. uh but there's that great little like lighten lighten the mood a little bit uh get to see you know his little poopy pants apartment Mm. and feed his cat and then uh, you know attack a pizza delivery guy and kind of wig out about when season three might ever happen if it does or not uh which which really kind of starts that trend of uh mr poopy butthole being that you know third wall breaker and talking right to the audience uh about you know commentary about the episode which which uh i'll i'll happily take more of whenever whenever they want to do completely agree uh except for the the third wall breaking uh i don't know i don't know what house you're living in what what stage you're living in but the fourth wall let's let's oh did i say third wall whatever yeah. okay i'm an idiot no you're not you're not an idiot. you're not an idiot i just i'm an idiot i don't i don't want other people thinking that you're you're an idiot i know better yeah yeah i don't want other yeah. people knowing better. skylord <laughs> um okay so let's let's move on uh let's move on to some some of our favorite little bits favorite bits uh, uh, yeah, I wrote a lot of them down, Brandon. I'll, I'll, I'll steal some from you. Definitely. Yeah. I have, I have my, Good. my three main ones. Okay. Uh, th- uh, well, one of my favorite, uh, bits from this episode is, is a line that Jerry says very early, uh, which is the trick to cereal is keeping 70% above the milk, <laughs> uh, <laughs> immediately followed by Beth saying, get a job, Jerry. Um, but the fact that Jerry is, has got like a science to how, how to eat his cereal, like there's a trick to it. Um, so, and that his trick really, I, I really don't believe that his trick is accurate either. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, it just, the line cracks me up. Well, uh, eventually you're going to eat all that cereal and there's not going to be 70% above the milk. So do you stop eating it at that point in time? No, that's the trick. Huh? That's the trick, Brandon. We'll have to we'll have to do that on a live stream one day, uh, <laughs> testing out testing out the seventy percent above the milk. Um, in that in that same moment when the space meatball comes down and delivers the message, and and Jerry says something to Rick about about friendship, and the when Rick does the thing that always gets a rise out of me when he says, "Okay, Jerry," and and enunciates each syllable he's like what yeah. do you know about oh sh- what do you know about friendship jerry and, and then it's like oh and then confirmed confirmed shipping jerry it's it's such a, it's such a a quick thing like wait why is jerry going oh oh ship jerry oh he said ship jerry got it he said it oh, got I get it. It. <laughs> uh so funny anytime <laughs> Anytime we can get some Dan Harmon rapping, 
uh, in an episode. It's great. And, and in this case, we got the jazz rapper with that alien style. <laughs> <laughs> jazz rapping for an alien mile. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He has like, no, he has like jazz rapper. He has like tits as, as legs or something. So, yeah. Something like that. It's, <laughs> uh, he's a, he's an interesting artistic choice, but yeah, yeah the jazz rapper is pretty sweet. Uh, you, uh, you wrote here uh, their vows. I want to point out uh, a coworker of mine. Um, coworker? Somebody said this. No, maybe I was talking. No, I was talking to a coworker. Yes, the other day about this episode. Uh, in the in those vows, when Tammy says, you know, they're doing their their shit. You are my seed, my worm, my er, my early earliness, my earliness, and, and my, my lack of, of my lack of cats. Tammy has approaching infertility. I met you, but there's still time. Uh, I will be with you until my death, or something like that. I will love you until my like last breath. Or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. Until and, I, and, I breathe my last. And she says, uh, she says it first, and she says, "I will love you until your death. I will be, I will be with you until your death." And then he says, "I will be with you until my death." And interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and it's not, it's not readily a apparent that that is a thing until you do a bunch of rewatches and you say, Oh yeah. She was telling him straight away that she was going to kill him. Hmm. Hmm. Very good catch. So thank you for your, for your vows. I just, I just like, you know, the term I I was approaching infertility when I met you, (laughs) but there is still time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like, I want somebody to use that as like a pickup line or something. <laughs> I I am approaching infertility, but there is still time. I wonder if there's a if there's a dating app, but it, but for folks who are infertile. <laughs> in, in oh oh that's that's an idea, Brandon. Write it down. Write it oh, no, down. No, no, no. Cut, Cut the stream. Cut the stream. Of my my last my last favorite bit is when all hell breaks loose and they're shooting at the reception. Uh, Rick grabs a gun and he's hiding by the the, the band, <laughs> the, all the instruments. And there's there's just a pair of there's two pairs of balls that are just hanging down <laughs> by space. Giant blue testicles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and every time, this is what my friends was was saying to me the other day. Every time the bullets hit the balls, it goes. Doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there there's a there's a bunch of great stuff uh, at that reception. Uh, another one of my favorites is the cyborg photographer. Uh, hello, I am not staring at you. <laughs> I am a cyborg photographer. Uh, please look into my eyes. This is a candid shot, uh, <laughs> which is, you know, obviously if you're talking about it, it's the exact opposite of a candid shot. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I really like Rick's uh, speech notes. I get that joke now. What? The, can- oh, the, candid the candid shot. shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've explained it to you. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's it. Another thing I really like is when, uh, t- when, uh, Tammy is talking about, uh, how like, actually I'm not a teenage. It's like, I, it's like I was just this teenager, but it's now I'm not a teenager. It's like, I'm a deep cover agent for the Fe- Galactic Federation and Beth's like, I don't get the metaphor. And Jerry's like, I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> like, you know, Jerry doesn't get that metaphor. One, because it's not a metaphor. Yeah. But the fact that Jerry's default is like, I'll just explain it to you. I'll just mansplain it to you later. Like, it's obviously I know what it is and you don't. It's not a metaphor, obviously, because she's using like. 
Metaphor. Yeah. Sim- it's a simile, like or as. <laughs> Come on, everyone. Everyone. Oh gosh. Uh, let's not get into this. If anything, yeah, anyway. it's more of an idiom. Doesn't matter. No, um, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Rick's Rick's speech notes that literally say, oh, yeah. uh, "Hi everybody, I'm Rick." You know, when I first met Bird Person, he was in parentheses trail off in parentheses crumple up notes in parentheses ad lib. Like, yeah, that's great, great job great. writing the notes there. Great, great, great job. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's an episode full of good stuff leading into season three. I love it. I don't have any other favorite bits other than what you have here, which was everything we talked about. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jerry, network, Jerry yeah. networking with the alien. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you tell me to get a job. You tell me not to get a job. I can't win with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he's right. And, then, and he's right. <laughs> he's right. That's the thing about but I, it. Like, of all the times for him to network, like some random alien trying to steal a giant piece of candy. It's probably not the best time. But, but you know, like he—he's—he's uh, he's taken this place against his will. I would—I would argue that Jerry probably wasn't going to networking events or going out looking for a job or or being in a public place and meeting new people to network. So this is an opportunity. Every, every time we see him, he's like at home, exactly, like just bothering Summer. Now we, yeah. now he's at a wedding, meeting new 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 people, meeting new faces. Now's the time to do it. Getting into disgusting detail about the age difference between Bird Person and Tammy. <laughs> uh, it's like, hey, there's a baby. I'll take that and have sex with it. Uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah. So he, he kind of blunders over that whole thing. Uh, but in the end, this episode uh, sets up perfectly the season premiere of season three, which we're not going to discuss. Uh, where, where we? Yeah, we've we've done that. <laughs> Go back, listen to the episode. Uh, but yeah, so Earth is now a tourist destination, and aliens are all over the planet, uh, pestering, pestering those humans, and uh, and that's and that's how we close out season two. That's right. Oh, well, I have, uh, I have, one, it, I have one, one more thing in, in in the episode that you wrote down, and I'm glad you wrote down, and I forgot to bring it up when we were talking about the episode. Uh, you mentioned Tammy's parents, Pat and Donna Guterman, and I think I know why you wrote down, yep. because Dan Guterman was was a writer for the show. Um, yeah. And I, I sincerely wonder if those are his theories, actual, theories. I wonder if those are his parents or, or somebody he, yeah. Knows. Ah, I mean, I should reach out to him since he does follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, you should reach out to him, ask him if that's his parents' names and then ask him if you'd like to do an interview because <laughs> we are out of episodes, we are out of episodes. Uh, on interdimensional RSS, the, unofficial rick and morty podcast thank you uh to everyone who sent in your thoughts on the episodes that yeah. uh, sent us your feedback do more uh yeah do it more tell us what you thought about this episode tell us what your favorite episodes were ask us questions about any episode um and from here on out until we start getting those uh 70 more episodes in season four and beyond uh we are not going to be rehashing episodes so Maybe you loved uh, these rewatches, and that's great. I'm sorry that we're done with it. Maybe you couldn't stand it. Maybe you really just didn't want to hear about episodes you'd already seen anymore. Six well, times. Uh, we we are we are done with that for now. Uh, and and we and we will be covering. Uh, we've already got some great suggestions uh, from listeners at home. So it, keep sending those suggestions, and we will be covering those topics moving forward in in future episodes. 
That is that is absolutely right. Uh, special thanks to uh, at the Black Spot and Gavin Mulcahy for for sending your suggestions in for for episode ideas, and we'd really love to hear what everyone else uh, would would like to know about now uh, because. As you know, there's only so many times we can rewatch these these episodes, um, yeah. and you know if you don't have a lot of Rick and Morty friends, which if you don't, then you know you got to find new friends. But <laughs> if you don't uh, have somebody to discuss that with, that's what we're here for. Let us know. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, so I guess I guess as as we're doing it naturally, let's uh, let's close out the show with listener suggestions. Uh, or listener short outs suggestions. Sajorshins and short outs. Short outs. Uh, uh, looking, looking back at the, uh, the purge planet episode, uh, Mark Cogdill, uh, says that he loves the line from look who's purging. Now you want me to cut to two weeks earlier when you were alive. Um, that is again, one of those references where, uh, Rick really seems to understand, that he's in a show or something like that. And he keeps making references to uh, cutting to different points in time or, or, or things that are going on. Uh, that, that was definitely a line that I missed when you're recovering that episode, but uh, another favorite of mine. Yeah, absolutely. That was, that was good. Do you have another one? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I can talk about some of these things uh, like some of the suggestions from you mentioned, uh, uh, at the black spot mm-hmm. uh he says that we should do uh episodes on uh like character spinoffs yeah um talk uh, talk about potential episodes where like maybe some some uh like lower characters um some uh like one one shot characters uh could could potentially have a, a bigger show of their own um i think they do this a lot with the comics you know you got the the K Michael spinoff. You got like sleepy Gary, those, those, those sorts of folks. But uh, yeah, we could talk about that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and Gavin uh, talks about doing an evil Morty episode uh, and also yes. how do we like the show to proceed plot wise? So, yeah. So lots of ideas for us to cover. Thank you guys for those suggestions. Uh, I, I can almost guarantee we will use them. Uh, thank you for doing that heavy lifting for us. Uh, and, and as we close, it was, as we close this show, uh, my boss got the Rick and Morty Trivial Pursuit for Christmas, and as soon as work started up again, he brought it in, uh, and he's like, yeah, all these questions are really hard. Um, don't tell my kids I'm, I'm handing this to you. And so now, <laughs> I, I, we close the show out with a trivia question for you, the listener. I'm not going to make oh. Travis not get this right. Not get it. Uh, do us a favor if you know if you've listened this far and you hear the answer to this question go out to at rick and morty pod on twitter and send us your answer uh, uh that's all that's all just add us that's it uh should they should they hashtag it ha- hashtag rick and morty trivia or uh ooh, rick and morty trivia or uh rick rick and morty podcast just hashtag rick and morty podcast okay yeah do that yeah okay uh, uh, uh. All right. Uh, which of Summer's friends played the flute with her? Mm, good question. It's, it's All right. Send us your answers on Twitter at or hashtag Rick and Morty podcast. Uh, finally, last short out. Thanks to Dark Wolf 1313, a.k.a. J1 yeah, for J1. hanging out with us on Twitch. 
uh, and uh, keeping it keeping it active in the chat. Keep so real. Uh, thanks for doing that. Here, and uh, man, J1. That's, that's it. That's it. That's, that's the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thanks for rewatching season two with us. Uh, I have to go write some podcast episodes now. Uh, hit us up with the su- suggestions. <laughs> and if you are if you are new to this show, uh, maybe you're binge watch, binge listening, and catching up to to this podcast, uh, and you haven't done so already, please head out to Apple Podcasts and give this show uh, a review. Uh, maybe a rating, uh, five stars would be nice. Uh, but you know, keep, keep you you can make your own choices. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, if if you uh, would rate this show, it helps us to be uh, more easily discovered by folks that are looking for Rick and Morty content. So thanks to everybody that's continued to do that. And that's it. That's it. All right. I, thanks everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Brandon. Uh, and I'm Travis. And uh, yeah, that's it. Right out of here.